And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday. We've got all your action from an absolutely packed Monday night in the NBA. I'm Dave DeFour. It's Tuesday morning. That means I'm here with Trevon Edwards. What's up, Trey? What's going on, Dave? Hey, you know what? The NBA gave us an early night tonight. Kind of nice to not be recording this at like 1230 (laughs) after midnight. We got Brian Smith producing this program. Guys, don't forget, and you already know the deal, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding if you're not a subscriber. $3.99 a month. Go now. Theathletic.com slash daily ding. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk NBA stocks. Are you buying or selling? But first, Trey, a pretty fun game. The Phoenix Suns beat the Dallas Mavericks on a Devin Booker game-winning three with one and a half seconds left. Not the way I saw this game ending, Trey, especially because Chris Paul had a wide-open layup so late in this game. I thought Phoenix was going to have a a better chance uh, to put this away sooner. Yeah, normally, I mean, how Chris Paul missed that layup, it almost was like you could call him wash, but he played exceptionally well. He shot 70%, 14 for 20 I think it was just kind of a miscommunication of getting that deep and then obviously looking to pass and just was a brain fart. But, you know, they got a second possession and and, uh, was able to come out of the timeout. Monty drew up a beautiful play for Devin Booker to knock down a three and and seal the game. But overall, I think that they always get up for each other. It's like this rivalry they got going, and it's fun. And obviously now that Phoenix has two closers, they have a better chance to win these ball games. And Chris Jobs has been – getting a bad slack lately um, and I thought he played pretty well down the stretch and then, you know obviously Luca has been getting it together as well but this was definitely a fun one let's talk about Booker because he, he's just coming back from the injury what do you think about him tonight I thought he looked pretty good but down the stretch in winning time I thought Devin Booker looked excellent I mean it's Devin Booker fashion though I mean just nine for 19 doesn't try to force much lets the game come to him when his number was called, he was able to knock down a shot, a big shot. You know, that's what all-stars do, and, and, and he's been doing this for a very long time. And I'm just really happy for his success in that situation. And he's continued to grow, and, and Monty has these guys just really rolling. So coming off injury, you know, you know, you put emphasis on it, like, yo, we need to watch this game because Book's back. And, you know, it was a reason why to watch this game. It was definitely exciting, and also he didn't look like he missed too much of you know, basketball, he, he came in and plug and play. You mentioned Chris Paul having a really nice game. 34 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, a lot of focus is going to be on that missed layup, but as you as you mentioned, come on, who cares? It, you know, a little, little mental mistake there at the end. It does not erase the game that he had. What I really loved about Chris Paul, he was looking to get Porzingis and get him in space, and he took advantage of that all night long. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean – He's one of the smartest guys, so you just got to make it. You got to take advantage of it. Well, Porzingis did, has not looked great since he's come back on the defensive end. I thought tonight he looked worse for 
probably the first two and a half quarters of this game that than I've seen him look even. Like he he just looked like he didn't have legs. But then down the stretch, you know, he hit a big three. I thought he played pretty well. I mean, overall for the game, and plus minus doesn't really matter all that much, but you know, wound up being plus three for the game, which I think, you know, with Porzingis is kind of like a small victory at this point. What did you think about him, in particular on the defensive end? Because I thought it was interesting how much better he looked when they had him going up and trapping the ball and occasionally guarding on the perimeter versus, you know, when he was inside and, and kind of struggling a little bit. Well, it's always funny because he gets slack. But uh, overall, he moved pretty well, and he shot the ball well in the second half. And, again, I know his name has kind of been moving around as far as ending up on a contender, but I think they just need to stick around and just give him some time. He's coming off injuries, kind of banged up, and eventually they'll figure it out and be the team. I don't think they'll be what most uh, everyone predicted to them to be. I think I had them top four in the West, and they've underachieved. But for the most part, I think that uh, they'll be all right. They'll figure things out. You mentioned Porzingis coming back from injury. Tonight, this was the first game since December of 2019. The Dallas Mavericks didn't have someone on the injury report. Maxi Kleba back after missing nine games uh, with, with the health and safety protocols. Uh, obviously, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, and Dwight Powell also just returning a, a few days ago. They were at full strength for the first time all year. And I thought that they looked a lot better. Uh, you know, Maxi only played 18 minutes, but he, he looked okay. He looked like a little bit out of shape clearly trying to catch his wind, but you can see the framework of what they thought this team was going to be able to be this year. To be able to play five out is what they've been missing, and I think Maxi coming back is going to be huge for them. They might go on a run here, Trey. Hey, anything is possible in this league. You can get it going, and I mean, I won't count them out, but I, I, I right now, I just, you know, a lot of teams are rolling, and I think that they can get in the pack, but, you know, he's playing catch-up is, is interesting in the NBA especially when injuries affect you early on. Luca, 25, eight assists, five rebounds. Um, I sense a little bit of frustration from Luca throughout the game, in particular at the end. I mean, you know, it's kind of a heartbreaking loss for them, they, and, and they've been so, so rough lately. I mean, they, they've dropped to 8-13 and 13 with this loss. Luca was making the right play all night. It just seems like the Mavs lack the guys that can take advantage of of the advantages that are being created by Luca, at some point though the balls have, have got to start falling through the hoop. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, the guy's a pro; he's not going to miss forever and just be just cold. But you got to keep going and, and and keep going, doing what you do best, and eventually it'll go for you. You know, obviously THJ has been playing well too, so they're just trying to find a niche. Again, like this is this is another team that yeah had high hopes for, and you just think that they're going to come out and Luca Doncic is going to be a, a you know MVP candidate and all those other things, but Throughout the league, there's so much talent night in, night out that guys are just proving it, and you just got to have respect for it. And, again, like I said, every year isn't guaranteed. So I'm really liking it, what I'm seeing so far in around game 15, game 16. Josh Richardson was obviously a big addition for, for Dallas, and, and you know he's just missed all this time and never really got a chance to, to see what this team's looked like with any sort of continuity. You know, I, I liked some of what he brought tonight. I, I appreciate the fact that – Dallas is a guy who can attack off the catch in a way that they haven't had since Luka's been there. And you saw tonight, 24 points, 9 of 16, was able to put pressure on the rim. I mean, theoretically, this should open things up for everyone else to a certain degree. You add another guy who can play make and who can create off the dribble, and it should open things up. Now, it hasn't yet, but Trey, I thought this game tonight, 
the first one where they're at full strength. You know, we, we got to see a really nice game from Josh Richardson, and, and you can see how this is likely to come together down as they build chemistry. Yeah, I mean, like I said, chemistry, everything is really going to be once, you know, Luca shakes his, his cold streak right now, he's shooting just as bad as almost, if not as bad as Kelly Oubre. And I don't think that continues. I think that he's going to get his confidence and he's going to try to find a way to get to the line and take easier shots to, you know, get his team in the best position to win. Want to touch on DeAndre Ayton. He had a he had a great game the other night in the first game of this back to back series with Phoenix and, and Dallas. Not an amazing game tonight. He he was good on the board, seventeen rebounds, um, only ten points. Felt felt like he couldn't really take advantage of Porzingis the way that he he did in the game the other night. And I'm not sure what that was, but he looked a little bit tentative. There was a point late in the game with about two minutes to go where Ayton catches the ball on the on the low block and doesn't realize that. He's unguarded, and it takes him a minute to realize that. The defense catches up, and it winds up with Porzingis blocking him, but then uh, you know Booker winds up hitting a three and kind of bailing him out. But but that sort of lack of awareness uh, on the offensive end is odd for me from Aiton, and I'm not sure what was causing it, but he definitely didn't look like his head was totally in the game, especially late. You know, I, I was a little bit disappointed, I have to say, in Aiton's performance tonight. Yeah, I mean – Again, I don't think he's going to be just super consistent like that. It's not a great game. They still managed to get the win. You forget this and just, you know, you just get amnesia and just go to the next game and try to pick it up. Um, but his teammates carried him, you know, like especially Chris Paul played exceptionally well. And, you know, hopefully he can find it in the next game. Well, Trey, Dallas plays Atlanta on Wednesday. I'm positive we're not going to hear any odd opinions between now and then. <laughs> uh, one would think, but. You never know. Oh, it's going to get weird. We're going to have a weird two days on the internet. Athletic Brewing. I cracked open an Upside Dawn Golden Athletic Brew. And let me say this. No matter what you're looking for in a great non-alcoholic beer, the answer is always athletic. Great flavor? It's athletic. Award-winning styles? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Fit for all times. That's a registered trademark, guys. Enjoy them anytime, anywhere, without ever slowing down your summer. Beach days, music festivals, swim meets, camping, late nights, early mornings, literally wherever summer takes you. And here's the best part to me, zero hangovers the next day. Mm -hmm. This summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer or brew you need to know. Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In Atlanta, the Lakers beat the Hawks 107-99. Trey, the Lakers healthy again. Look pretty good. I, I think Atlanta... Stuck with them pretty well in this game, but when it comes down to it, you've got LeBron James, you got Anthony Davis. You're just not going to lose that many games, plain and simple. Yeah, not at all. I mean, this is a very good team. Um, Atlanta was in it, and you look at in the situation. This is, you know, they made some young team mistakes. Like it was costly turnovers at the end where they had a chance to, you know, at least get real close. And and then also, I really want to applaud Dennis Schroeder's defense. Um, towards the close and Alex Caruso just causing them to make unforced turnovers and things of that nature and and just really wrap that thing up but those games are teachable moments that I think that Lloyd Pierce is going to be able to go back to the film sessions and say look this is what's happening and this is why these guys are you know defending champions and pretty much why they can can win ball games like this because although the Lakers are the better team the Hawks did compete but those costly turnovers helped the Lakers be, you know, they were battle-tested, didn't have to get out of that, despite the hostile crowd. I was about to say, Trey, uh, a little bit of a, an odd incident. A fan courtside kind of gets into it with LeBron. I guess some people are ejected. Um, you know, look, I find myself just at a loss for words when I start thinking about people and, and how they act, in particular in public, and toward other people. I just do not understand why you would ever want to be nasty with someone you just paid a ton of money to watch play basketball. It makes no sense to me. I am completely fine with good-natured ribbing. Booing is great. Like, I think that that's good for opposing fans to, to boo LeBron James if he's in town. Like, that's a good thing. But clearly there's a point where you're going over the line, and, and it seems like these people did, and they got tossed. Trey, why in the hell are people even sitting courtside at NBA games anyway? Because we're in Wakanda, Atlanta, you can do what you want. That's where the All Star Game's going to be. So apparently, you know, the rule the rules change in Georgia, but they're not close enough, obviously, to affect the players. But still, just uh, you know, just viewing it from from afar is an interesting situation of of where we are in this country and what's important. And obviously, you know, again, I feel guilty even enjoying basketball and watching basketball, but for someone to have the opportunity to go watch a game courtside at that. And have some friendly banter and go back and forth. And I think that that particular person just took it too far. I don't think it's a big problem, but obviously Twitter seems to enjoy it. And, you know, obviously it's it's associated with other things, but it comes with the game. Like LeBron in the post-game presser said that he didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Uh, the husband said something to him. He said something back. And they were being two grown men exchanging things. And then obviously the wife got into it. And, you know, but he didn't want him to get tossed. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, that kind of like if they if the Lakers was trailing, and you know they come back and win that game, you got to credit the fan that's that's hyping you up. That's the feel that the players want. Again, nothing crazy. You're not looking at it in that situation. It's just that it's kind of like, yo, y'all not paid to to watch the game to do this. Like, so you need to fix this. Like, y'all saying some inappropriate stuff, and the refs heard it, and security heard it, and 
you know, they chose to have those fans leave. Well, I think NBA players, for the most part, do a very good job of, you know, being tolerant of some of the absolute insane shit that people say to him on a nightly basis. And so, you know, look, LeBron has most likely had worse things said to him than whatever was said during this game. But if it's bad enough for LeBron to, you know, to elicit a, a response that, that is as negative as the response seemed to be, it had to have been pretty bad. So, you know, toss him. Don't let him back in. Who cares? You know, got your money. Go home. The Hornets are pretty good, I think, Trey. They're not pretty good as in, like, championship competition, but they are definitely a better team than they have been. And they beat the Miami Heat 129-121 to because Malik Monk just went absolutely nuts in this game in a way that uh, we just don't expect from Malik Monk. Let, let's be honest. 9 of 13 from 3. 36 points. LaMelo Ball started this game for Terry Rozier because he's out with a, a sprained ankle. Uh, he had 14, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. They pick up a pretty good win. Trey, how are you feeling about Charlotte? They seem like a team that I don't think that they're necessarily a playoff team, but they might be a play-in team. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely – I can see them being a play-in team. I, I, they're fun to watch. I definitely thought that they're kind of close to making the playoffs, but like now – it seems like they're getting it together and, you know, they might make a run. So I'm interested to see, you know, what can happen. Obviously, LaMelo Ball got his first start, and that was a big deal. But, I, you know, who knows? Like I said, it, anything can happen in this league. The Cleveland Cavaliers continue to win another victory for them. They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 198. They didn't have Andre Drummond in this game. And, Trey, I, I think that we all saw the the Jared Allen trade for, for Cleveland, and we see that that's a guy that fits so well with their young core. I mean, he, obviously from an age standpoint and all these other things, but he was fantastic in this game, really has some good chemistry already with those young guards. He had 23 points, 18 rebounds, and five blocks. What kind of contract is Jared Allen looking at? Oh, the big Alfredo is going to get cashed out, and he's getting better and better each game. He had a nasty dunk. He's playing well. He's likable. Did you call him the Big Alfredo? I've, I swear I've never heard that before. <laughs> when he was with Brooklyn, he, you know, he had a good game. But before we asked him what fueled him, and he said, you know, he switched it up and had Alfredo sauce on his pasta. That's why I called him the Big Alfredo. <laughs> um, but overall, you know, like he he was a steal, man. And like I said, he's he's so missed in Brooklyn. That's why the defense is how it is. And I mean, you make that type of trade especially for a guy like James Harden, that's what you, that's who you have to part with. And, you know, it, it's showing, but, hey, both parties are happy and, and both teams are, are, are doing what they can do. Um, but, yeah, man, with Drummond, as far as his situation, I don't see him being on that roster after the trade deadline, maybe before. The Bucks beat the snot out of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I mean, this is a big win, obviously, just in general, but the Bucks. They didn't have a great performance against the Pelicans the other night, and their defense has just been struggling, and it did not in this one. They had a 102.5 defensive rating in this game. What is the real Bucks Like, are the real Bucks playing better defense than, than what they have so far? And if so, why aren't they giving us the same defense that they were giving us last year? Like, Is it just that teams are getting lucky with the three-pointer, or, or are there bigger issues here? I don't even know how to even answer the term of the real Bucks. I think the Bucks are the Bucks. Like they're a good enough basketball team to make it to the postseason, but from there they have some challenges and they still have many things to do to get better. Obviously, Chris Middleton's playing really well. 
Giannis is doing what Giannis is doing, and you know Drew Holiday definitely should be you know first team defense this year. Um, but when you like factor everything in and and the rotation and, and guys like that, they're not really. I don't I don't think they're playing game to game to 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 be the best team in the league anymore. I think that they're just trying to get better every day, and that's the focus. So um, overall, I don't see them winning fifty some games or, or or being the best having the best record. It's going to be more so teachable moments and. How can they apply that in their matchups in the playoffs? You and I have been talking a lot the last few days about stocks. I don't know why. You know, they're just all over the news. You know, we're trying to come up with angles for the show tonight, and you came up with the great idea of taking stock of some of the teams in the league. And Trey... These are teams that I'm curious about your take on. Are you buying or selling these NBA stocks? Are you ready? Let's go. All right. We're going to start with the team that won tonight that we talked about the first game, Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns. Are are you buying stock in Phoenix? Are you holding the stock that you've already got? Or are you trying to sell it because maybe you've seen some sort of wrinkles in their fabric of their team? So I don't have to buy any of this stock I was already holding <laughs> since the beginning. So, yeah, I'm going to hold this stock, and, and we're going to be all right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm holding this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got concerns once they get to the playoffs. Obviously, I think DeAndre Ayton, while he has improved so much, there's still there's still a fair amount of ways to go for him to be a, you know, a playoff caliber big. You know, it's a whole different ball game once you get to the playoffs. So, But for the regular season, and I think this team is great, and Chris Paul just – I don't know. How long is he going to be able to do this? I mean, where is he going to go next year and turn it around? That's that's sort of my question. Their opponent for tonight, the Dallas Mavericks, are you buying, are you selling, or are you holding what you got? Because, again, as you mentioned, they've not met expectations thus far this season, but there's good reasons for that. When you look at the health issues and, and you know guys in and out of the lineup, missing three starters for as long as they did, I'm kind of surprised that they're even where they are they should probably be better when you watch the game. So are you buying, selling, or holding on Dallas? I'm selling. I bought so much stock in Dallas that led me down right now. And I don't know if it's the departure of Seth Curry. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know. I don't know. Luka Doncic's poor shooting. Things got to get better in Dallas, so I'm selling. I'm abandoning ship. All right. Well, a team we we didn't talk about. Memphis. They beat the Spurs tonight, 133-102. They've won seven straight games. They've just looked fantastic. John Morant had 13 and 8 in this game. What do you think about the Memphis Grizzlies? Are you buying their stock? I mean, they they really have looked good even when John Morant was not with the team. They were looking great. Well, I didn't buy any stock, but I'm buying now. <laughs> I'm buying now. Absolutely. I I'm not even going to lie to you and say you know, that I can hold on to this stock. I didn't buy it early because I knew the West was tough. Obviously, I think I had Golden State as my preseason top in my top eight and had them on the outside looking in on the eight, nine, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I'm buying. They're playing, they're playing really well. I'm not selling any of my Memphis stock, and I'm also not selling any of my Kelton Johnson stock for the Spurs, by the way. That guy is going to be really, really good. He, he might already be really, really good, but... I think he's going to get better. What about the Atlanta Hawks? Because I don't think that they could guard you and me in a pick and roll, right? I, I, like, let's just be honest. They're they're going to win games by outscoring teams. But we saw tonight, 
they can be guarded. And, you know, if, you, if you've got a good defense, you can shut them down. Now, they were missing DeAndre Hunter, and he's been fantastic for them. Um, but, you know, I, I think there there've got to be some concerns about having an offense that might be a little bit too one-dimensional, focusing so much on Trey. I'm going to hold. Bought stock last year. Kept my stock. And I'm going to continue to keep my stock. Um, I think they're going to be all right in the Eastern Conference. So you like the stock. Is that what you're saying? I like the stock. I, I, it, it has potential. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they, they keep finding ways to win games. They're just under 500, now 10 and 11. Their defense has been fantastic. You know, we talked about Jared Allen and, and you know, the increased role he's likely to have, especially if Andre Drummond gets moved. But Colin Sexton has been fantastic. Darius Garland has been great. Isaac Okoro, I mean, just defensively kind of a monster. Uh, he and Jared Allen tonight just had some defensive synergy that you just don't expect out of guys that age, and in particular, guys that haven't played together that much. So are you buying, selling, or holding Cavalier stock? Uh, I did not buy, but now I am buying. They're climbing up. So, yeah, I'm buying, I'm buying all the Cav stock. They're pretty good, and you know what? They're really well coached, and, I, and I'm really happy for J.B. Bickerstaff getting a chance to to actually make his mark with the team instead of just being you know, an interim coach. He, he actually has a chance to build something here. I think he's done a fantastic job so far, and early on should be getting some Coach of the Year buzz when, whenever the Coach of the Year stuff starts, which I don't know when that happens, what, March or April, something like that uh, this year. But he should definitely be on the list with what he's doing, particularly because this team is so young. I mean, they're just incredibly young, and they're doing they're doing a lot of this not at full strength. Guys in and out of the lineup, obviously no Kevin Love, but they have, they've been missing Larry Nance for a few games. They've just been really good, and they play hard every night, which gives themselves a chance to win. That's going to do it for today's show. Guys, don't forget about all the other shows we have over at The Athletic. we got The Athletic NBA Show, No Dunks. The Athletic NFL Show, The Athletic MLB Show, maybe coming soon. The Athletic NHL Show, go check out all of our pods. They're very good, and you get them ad-free with a subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and sign up. It's only $3.99. You know the drill here. It's all our fantastic writing and all the pods ad-free. So go to theathletic.com slash daily ding now and sign up. Thank you guys, as always, for waking up with us. Trey, would you do the honors? Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.